Yes, Ring Kings podcast is back. What are we doing here live on the Sunday night? I'll tell you what we're doing here. This is hashtag one take. Okay, (laughs) one hashtag one take. We're not doing any edits. We're not going back. It is what it is. We're streaming this. And this is going to be it. And this is our episode for the week. Look, we got some, we got a lot to talk about. Okay, we didn't give you necessarily an episode last week. We were in New York watching the Tio Fimo fight. We put out a couple uh, of clips on YouTube. So if you're if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you check that out. Uh, for the audio listeners, hey, listen, you know it wasn't suitable for audio. I'm sorry, but look, this is a makeup. Okay, we're going to talk about it now. We're going to talk about uh, Bud Crawford who had a fight at the same time. As Tia Fimo, we're going to talk about Frank Martin, who just fought last night. Okay. So, uh, yes, we are here. And shout out to my brothers, Mr. OTR Mike and B. What is going on, fellas? At one point, we had a plan, and I can't remember what the plan was. The plan was you go first, B. And I thought I that was at the end. No, I go first right. at the end. All right, well, you know, you know what that says? That says we need to record more. All right. so. Hey, shout out to D Weezy who's in the chat. Yes, like What's I said, up, we man? are streaming live, man. He says the intro. Yes, yes, appreciate you, D Weezy. Um, look. Right now we are streaming uh, live on YouTube, Twitter, and no, not Twitch, Facebook, Facebook. Yeah, we don't we don't have Twitch for Ring Kings yet. Yeah. Uh, so, but those places, make sure you hit that like button, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, for our audio listeners, you know what it is. Hit that five star review. Okay. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that like button. If you're new, hit that subscribe button. But all right, look. So, my man Mikey was in Mexico over the weekend celebrating our brother OTR Brandon. Congratulations, OTR Brandon and his wife, Nia. They got married. Um, so he was enjoying the warm weather, okay, the the good food, the good times. Yeah. And we were enjoying the cold concrete jungle that <laughs> is New York, okay? We had a good time. It was, free, it was freezing, but we had a good time. Where got dreams the, are made of. Where dreams are yeah. made of. Yes, um, got to meet up with our friend Chris from from the Deep Cover podcast. Hung out with us for a little bit, uh, we, and uh, me and B went up there with our nephew Sadiq, and uh, got really good seats. Out, I, I didn't see the the actual seating before we got in there, so I was shocked to see how close we were to the ring. Those were really good seats. I thought we were going to get in trouble. I was like, man, we you know somebody's going to come look, looking for these seats at some point, man. Like we got to move, right? He's like, no. These are our seats. These are Ring King seats. These are taken care of, okay? Yeah, yeah, we got that. We got that. So, um, yeah, so we were at the Teofimo fight. Um, got there uh, to just in time for the, for the main card. So it started with Keyshawn Davis. Uh, just about everybody on the card, uh, the undercard at least, we've done a, a watch list video for. So yeah, we're excited to watch them in person. So start with Keyshawn Davis. And look, took care of business. Right. Um, uh, not much to say there. I mean, I mean, I know he was looking for a knockout, but I mean, it's as close as you can get to, you know, to to completely dominate somebody without knocking them out. And he did that. He gave himself like a B for the for a B grade for the fight. But I, th- I thought he was excellent. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he was completely dominant from, from round one through it was eight round fight. Uh, he landed over 200 more punches. 
than his opponent. His opponent landed 17% of their shots. Like there, there it was no contest at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this was a guy who was meant to, to test him a little bit, right? Uh, Keyshawn, you know, he said it after the fight, you know, when, when he was being interviewed that he's ready to step up. I, I, I believe he's right. You know, he's, he's ready to step up to that next tier, uh, and, and continue to test himself because, Man, the guys on the lower levels, they can't touch them. Yeah. The, yeah, the question. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, I was just going to throw in, even though I wasn't there, um, that Keyshawn is he is kind of super fast tracked. It's kind of a we'll see what they do, right? But it does seem that they are pushing him a little faster than you know somebody of his of his talent level. You know, at this point, you know, you you don't want to. You know, you can't you keep kid gloves on a lot of these guys who you know can be stars. Um, but it seems like you know the nudge is a little different with him. Um, but he seems up for the task, man. Uh super, super talented. He's one of my favorite uh young guys. Um one of the fa- my favorite young guys that that's, you know, I got an eye on. Um, but he's seven, I think this was seven and zero for him. Uh, I believe let me six or seven, fight. Yeah, yeah, six or seven fight. Um, but I agree with you, B. I think, I think it is, it is time to see. And the last two fights were supposedly fights that were going to be test for him, and he yeah. walked through both situations. So, yeah, yeah seven or no five knockouts. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what he, I don't know how far up he, he's ready to go or how far they're willing to let him go up the ladder but it's it's i think he's ready man we'll see i mean only he's one of those guys that only um letting him get in there will show just how how good he could be yeah, yeah. the question is sorry to turn my mic off for a second uh or my camera but the question is like the next what's the what's the next step up right because i don't think he he should be fighting any of those top tier guys just yet I think it, uh, and I and I told you guys this before, uh, just when we were talking about the fights. I think you try to get him in there with a guy like Cambosis, who is you know a, a name, and you're upside down. And I don't think so, don't I? it's uh, <laughs> but he's he's not he's not an elite fighter, right? Uh, but he is a he's a tough guy. Uh, obviously, he got the win over Tiafimo, even though I, yeah, you know, we all kind of believe the Tiafimo's head and heart weren't really in that fight. Uh, but he did. He went out there and he beat him, right? Yeah. Uh, so he he's a talented guy. He's a tough guy, but I don't think he's he's not a guy who who is you know you don't look at him and say man he's he's gonna he's gonna wipe the floor with Keyshawn. He's not ready, you know. I think you know if they if they put that fight together, I'd pick Keyshawn to win that fight, uh, and I think it's a it's a good tough test for him, and it's a a fight that will that will get his name out there even more. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Jada Six says, "What in the name of Stranger Things, Jose? I was flipped upside down for a second. Okay, I fixed it. I fixed it. Thanks for coming through." D. Weezy says, "Yo, Dave is going to find himself on one of my round robin bets soon. Hey, look, we're going we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, but yeah, look, seven fights, man. You talk about fast track. Um, that's fast. And yes, he he does look like." He does look like he's ready for a step up in competition. As I say that, Chris Wright, Chris Wright, he says Keyshawn is not ready. He's not. I don't think he's ready for those top top guys, but the next level for sure. There's a lot of guys in that weight class. What is he? One thirty five or one thirty? One thirty. I think it's one thirty. One thirty five. Yeah. So he's in the same weight class as Frank Martin. That's interesting. 
That's another person we're going to yeah. be talking about tonight. Well, it is funny you say that because I don't know if you guys remember, uh, probably a month or two, maybe three, when he and Arrow were kind of going, Keyshawn Davis and Arrow were kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of came about like, you know, him and him and Frank Martin and what kind of fight that would be. So, um, yeah, I mean, Ooh. that would be that would be a nice step up from for him. Um, you know, Frank, Frank Martin is showing that he's one of these young guys. Um, he's a little more quiet than these other guys. You know, he goes in there and handle his business. But, yeah, they that that has already. That has already been at least mentioned. I'm sure they aren't, there's no nowhere near talks about it, but it's it's been mentioned. Yeah, I think I think for both of them, we're going to talk about Frank Martin more too in the podcast. But I think for both of them, yes, a step up. Hold on a second, a step up in competition um, would would um, would help help get their name out there. To build up their um you know the res- you know resume and just their popularity a little bit more, so yeah I think um I th- I think I, I, yeah I, who though that that's the that's the question right like, well, like for, for, Cruz, for Martin, Diaz it's time for him to to be stepping up to the top level I mean he's seventeen or no but he's twenty seven years old uh, so like it, 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 you wait much longer with him and you're talking about you know him being out of his prime before you even, you know, attempt to, to fight top level fighters. So I think he's got to go now. Uh, Keyshawn obviously has more time if they, if they want it, but I think it, it'd be good right now to, to move him up and, and test, you know, and, and I don't think that Cambosis is that big of a, a, a threat. Uh, but the lightweight division, like Mr. J says, they have, they have some, some, some very talented fighters there. Right. But, it also is kind of, it's a little open, right? Um, you know, Devin Haney is sitting there, and Devin Haney doesn't really have the respect that a, a undisputed champion would normally command. Lomachenko is about to age himself out, uh, and, and he's he's pretty small for those guys anyway. Uh, you know, it, it it's a division that's ripe for, for the taking. Now, Shakur Stevenson moved up and, you know, we all, all kind of assume that he's going to be the guy that, that takes it. But, you know, I mean, if not, Keyshawn can put himself in that conversation as well. So uh, how about, what do you think about, okay, what do you think about a Frank Martin? Oh, who would you want to pair these guys with? I'll just throw it out there like that. Either Frank Marsh, Martin or Keyshawn Davis versus uh a roly or a um i think that's a a a decent fight for martin uh or cruz what about cruz pitbull yeah i mean because like i said with with frank martin he's got to go now uh, in my opinion you know you don't you don't want to wait uh too much longer and have him be 30 plus before he even gets a, a, a like a world title shot, you know. Now this what this last fight uh, was a WBA title eliminator, so presumably he's going to be looking for a a title shot. Uh, but actually, hold on, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, it, and it's weird because I, I don't know what the point of having the the one eliminator is. There's just the one champ, right? Yeah. But um, I don't know if you want to run directly in. 
and fight Haney, but you know, you got some time there. Haney's going to be fighting Lomachenko uh, most likely. And then you could set something else, something up after that. If he's not still got tank on his brain. Um, but I think that, yeah, Frank Martin against a guy like Cruz, a guy like uh, uh, Romero, like you mentioned, um, I think that's a, a good a good test for him moving up. But he's got to he's got to start taking those those types of fights to see where he's at. Yeah. All right. And that's just the first fight. <laughs> that's the that's just the first fight. Uh, the next fight on that card was uh, Jared Anderson. Okay, another. Another uh, prospect that we've made a video on our upcoming uh, our, our, uh, watch list uh, series. Mm-hmm. And I forget the guy's name. He was fighting. Forrest. Forrest, yeah. Um, look, Forrest tried it, okay? He um, certainly did. He And I, I would say he had a pretty sound game plan, okay? I'm going to run out there and I'm going to bomb on this man, okay? And he did. And he did. He connected a couple times. He did. He and did, he, and he and he angered Jared Anderson. And, and Jared Anderson said, "All right, uh, good first round. Next round, I'm gonna put you to sleep." And that's what he did. Okay, uh, he didn't. It wasn't a KO. You know, the ref jumped in there before he uh, before he went night night. But it was a uh, it was short work. Yeah, it it wasn't, and it was like he was he was slumped over. His his arms were hanging down, and he was just he was out. But he was out on his feet. Uh, it was a it was a very impressive, even though short performance. You know, Jared, he's he's got some work to do. Obviously, still, you know, he's got to work on his defense. Uh, you know, he, he like we said, he got caught with big shots early. Now, he took them well. Uh, he's a he's a very athletic guy, and um, you know, he 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 closed the show in very entertaining fashion. He's a he's a great entertainer, which is an important thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's an, he's one that that I think needs a little more, little more time before you really try to step up. I mean, the thing with him is you know he's in the heavyweight division, and you're talking about Fury in his late 30s, you know Deontay in his late 30s, and Joshua in his what early to mid 30s, Usyk's yeah. like 37, 38. Um, so if he wants to try to get in with one of those guys you know it's gonna be it's got to be sooner rather than later but i think he's just gonna he's gonna miss that wave altogether you know i think that's a good thing um i, I don't think he, he's he's ready for any of those guys it, once those guys arrive to sunset there's not a rush for him to have to go up mm-hmm. there and take on somebody before he's ready he can take his time because yeah you know it's gonna be the next batch of of young fighters coming up and you know he can deal with the Ruiz, you know, somebody yeah. like that. And the so, Joyce and Dubois and yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think he's in a good position right now. So that's my question for y'all. Like, I mean, B, you kinda and both of you guys kind of gave your opinion on, you know, what type of um level he needs to start moving towards, but I mean, what's next for somebody like him? I mean, I think he's is he caught in between that that you know okay like is he in that middle level caught in between like not the top guys he's better than the below guys but is he in that middle or is he still need to be creeping through those you know lower tier guys and creeping his way up into the middle tier um 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's he yeah middle tier. Like you, you gotta do it slowly, right? Like he he hasn't had that many fights either. I don't I don't believe he's he's thirteen or no, uh, yeah. all all thirteen knockouts. Yeah, so I mean, you got yeah those the like the top tier guys are all like older guys, right? Um, unless like you're you're fighting somebody on their way out, like you know, I mean, like Derek to show to show, I don't think he's gonna fight again. Right. You know, I mean, King Kong or Ortiz, he might he might do the fight. That's that that could be somebody possibly, right? Um, then you got you know Andy Ruiz sticks out. <clears throat> I don't think he's ready for Usyk. Um, yeah, man. Um, uh, the the uh, Zhang Zheli, right? I, I'm not sure if he's ready for that either. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you you're talking about that tier below that. I don't know those. Those guys that much. I know uh, the dude that that Wilder just knocked out, Helenius, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, somebody like that. But if, yeah, Charles Martin. That that's the one that King Kong knocked, knocked out. You know, some you know fighters like that. I would say uh, Charles Martin, uh, Luis Ortiz. Um, you know, Dubois. You mentioned Dane Dubois. You know, one of those fights I think is is should be next for him. Then you can you can better gauge him. And see what he's ready for, but yeah, I, I still think he has some 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 stuff to work on. But I think those next those level of fighters is what he should be looking for. And he's yeah. still young, twenty three, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I agree. Like you, you can you can in the heavyweight division, you can knock off some names without taking any real threatening mm-hmm. fights. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just where the division's at. There are a couple of you know undefeated guys who are who are trying to make their way up. Frank Sanchez. Uh, Ergovich. I mean, you don't really have to take one of those fights right now. Um, you know, like, like Jose mentioned, you have the, the Ruiz, the Ortiz, those type of guys who are out there who are just kind of, you know, they're journeymen, essentially, right? They're journeymen who are pushed to a higher level of, of notoriety because the heavyweight division hasn't been good in a very long time. Um, he could start to you know, take a fight like that, you know, here and there uh, right now and increase his profile without taking, you know, too much more risk than he, than he's already doing. Um, so, I mean, I, I, you know, who knows where, where they're actually going to take him, but I think that's a, that's the, the, the way he probably should go is try to get a, a guy with a name uh, and, and a guy who's not going to, you know, not one of the top guys, but like I said, sort of a middle tier journeyman type, who he can probably dispatch pretty easily, but to get get himself a little more profile. Yeah. All right. So uh, next, we went on to. We could argue the it, it wasn't it wasn't billed as a main event, but this was this yeah. this this was the guy that everybody came to see, Mister yeah. Xander Zayas. Okay. Um, Mikey, that crowd was electric when Xander's eyes came out. And before we 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 get to Xander's eyes, I, I want to get a I want to give a shout out to uh, to his guy, his stable mate, um, uh, Edgar Belanga. Okay, mm-hmm. we saw Edgar Belanga there at the fight. He's a few feet away from us, shaking all the hands, taking all the pictures, and um, seemed like a real uh, just cool guy. You know, genuine guy. He didn't say no to anybody, man. There was a line of people coming down the stairs to, to take pictures with, and he stood there and took pictures with every single one of them, right? And they went back to the seat, and then later on, 
during the card. He uh, walked around again when people called him out. He come right over. Yeah, take a picture. You know, you know, um, no attitude, nothing like that, man. So shout out to him, man. Uh, real good look, real good look. But he was doing that uh, right before his end. His eyes came out. When his end, his eyes came out, man. That crowd went wild. Mm-hmm. That crowd went wild. <coughs> Excuse okay. me. Yeah, he yeah. came out to uh, uh, the song "Narco" with the with the trumpets uh, that Edwin Diaz comes out to. You know, that's his walk up song. He's a, a, a baseball player for the Mets, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, so once those trumpets started, and people saw Xander at the at the beginning of the walkway, man, it, you, you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> it, was, it was deafening. Yeah, he's another one, man. Another. I mean, look, you guys. Um, the way you just described Berlanga, you know, that sounds dope that he was, you know, there taking pictures with people and seemed like a real stand-up guy. And, um, you know, <laughs> what I'm going to say is that it's not shade, it's just the business, but it appears that, you know, Xander has passed him in, you know, uh, the prospect order for top rank. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was Berlanger. Berlanger was the guy. They kind of had those two together, where you know we're fighting. Berlanger was more so headlining, and then you had Xander on the on the card. But it seemed like, man, it's at the worst they'll be co-headlining from now on, right? Yeah. Um, but this is a kid that is very, very talented, young. I think he's nineteen years old. I think he's twenty now. Twenty, okay. Yeah. Super impressive, man. So I think really sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think he. I think he just turned twenty. Yeah, I think he just yeah, turned twenty. So. so the guy he was fighting, uh, Alexis Salazar Flores, um, who was a you know a, a gainful fighter, another step up in competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that wasn't easy to put away, and he didn't put him away. And there's a couple of times in the fight where um, Flores, you know, caught Zayas with a couple of shots, didn't seem to phase him at all. Yeah. Um, sheesh, you know, um, there was out there, was, you know, flush, flush hits, and just like whatever. Um, look, I, I think, I think Zayas did a good job. Yes, he's there's still some holes in his game, but I think he did a good job of adjusting. I think he did a good job of showing that hey, he could be a technical fighter. Um, his defense was good in the beginning, at times, it got a little lax, but he showed that side of if you want to mix it up, I can mix it up, right? Mm-hmm. I can take a hit. To give up, give a hit. Like however you want to do this, we can do this, right? Um, so I was thoroughly impressed, man. Um, I think it was a great performance. He he won by unanimous decision. That wasn't even close, but um, it was like I said, it was a good step up in competition. Somebody gave him a little bit more of a challenge, and um, he rose to, he rose to the uh, to the challenge. Yeah, uh, like I said, I think he he does need to work on his defense. He he gets hit more than he needs to, uh, but obviously he's he's got a good chin. He doesn't you know. He doesn't wobble easily, um, and I think he's he's a little bit predictable offensively uh, when, when he's coming in. You know, he, he likes to to go with the, the left hook and overhand right, and you know that's something he, he's I think needs to vary up a little bit. Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean he he, he looked fantastic. Uh, he is at a point too where I'm not sure how much more he's gaining out of fighting guys like that. But you know, you don't really want to necessarily say he it's time to move into the the top guys, right? I mean, he's twenty years old, right? Uh, so I, I think you know he's at a he's at a point in his career where he's going to have to just 
continue taking fights like that for for another you know maybe one or two years and just just get more rounds under his belt before he really moves up uh, you know at 154 you know when you start talking about the top of that division obviously you're talking about Jamel Charlo uh, Tim Zhu Fendora those guys like that and you know Castaño and you know obviously not ready for that uh, right and so you really want to just you know keep keep active uh, and 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 just get more experience over the next couple of years. They say he is. Uh, the plan is to be headlining the Puerto Rican Day Parade next summer, so that'll be you know pretty exciting there for him as well. But you know they, it's good that they have those kind of smaller goals, uh, just you know in the short term to to kind of keep him going. Yeah, uh, he's another one. No need to rush him, right? Um, look, like Charlos and all of them. I don't know. Um, Look, and Tim, and Tim Zhu, he, he's pretty young too. I don't think he's that old. Um, I could be wrong, but um, you know, some of these guys will be there when he's ready to for that next step. But there's there's no need to rush to Zayas to that point. You know, um, like I said, he he even going to his grown man body yet. Well, so, that that's the other part of it is like once he's really ready, he's probably not going to be in that division. Uh, probably not. Probably yeah, be, be moving up. But, yeah. yeah. So. Mikey, you got any thoughts on Zayas? Like again, I, I know Mike, Mikey was in Mexico, so he didn't see uh, the fight. But I didn't see the fight. I I was trying to check, you know, uh, for I was I was you know scaling the Twitter streets to see what I can find while I was going on. Um, but yeah, man, it, like I said, impressive kid. Um, I had to step away, so I didn't hear what you guys said. But was my question, of course, was you know. What's next? And I'm sure y'all touched on that. And then um, catching the tail end, where do you guys believe? Where do you guys think he ends up? Where, where do you think he lands as his his true weight class? That's a good question. I, I mean, I would I would assume right now, like if I had to guess, I would say probably 168, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll have to have to wait and see. But I, right now, that's kind of where my my head is at with that. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. That he'd end up at at uh, super middle. Oh, okay, that's that's a leap, All right? But you know, like I said, that, you know, he's he's super young, so yeah, I I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so definitely somebody to look out for. If you haven't seen our our watch list video on Xander's eyes, go ahead and check it out. Um, the other two fighters that we mentioned earlier, um, Keyshawn Davis, Jared Anderson. Also, we have videos on them. Um, Jared Anderson. We actually have a YouTube short of the knockout. Uh, you know, from our point of view, you want to take a look at that. So, um, yeah. And also, we did another short on this next fighter we're going to talk about, Teofimo Lopez. Um, uh, there's a controversy slip, right, per se. Was it a knockdown? Was it a slip? Um, from our point of view, it looked like it was a slip. You hear me say it in a video, it's a slip. It's a slip. But when we, but we, but we, that video didn't show you is when we looked at the overhead, we're like, oh, no, that's a knockdown. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but yes, Teofimo Lopez. This is the main card fighting uh, Sandor Martin, Martin. Um, and listen, Sandor Martin, uh, I think, should have won the fight. I think he got he scored a knockdown early on, and look, balanced shot. You know, didn't hurt Teofimo. But Teofimo, you know, just just looked off. And then the second one, the second knockdown that wasn't called a knockdown, that was called a slip. Um, I think, um, I think if that was called a knockdown, right on the scorecards, maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't make a, enough difference 
as is, but I think that changes how that fight is viewed uh, moving forward, right? Because you know how these judges are. You know, things like that can 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 sway their opinion. But I thought Sander Martin probably should have won, but he just wasn't active enough. Like, there's too many rounds where, yeah, he might have, he may have outboxed Tiafimo, but he wasn't throwing punches. You know, you know what I mean? Like Tiafimo was just too mm-hmm. too aggressive, and um, yeah, he wasn't landing. And Santa Martin would throw a jab here and there, keep him off, but he wasn't active enough. And I think he gave away a lot of those those early rounds that, that he could have used to win the fight. Yeah, uh, I think he did outbox Tiafimo pretty pretty well, pretty thoroughly. Uh, yeah. I mean, there were times that Tiafimo caught up to him and, and landed some shots, obviously, but. You know, he he controlled the the pace and uh, of the fight. He kept Tiafimo at bay whenever he mostly whenever when he wanted to, uh, and he was able to really avoid getting into any real danger. But like you said, he just didn't do enough offensively to win the fight. Uh, so I just wouldn't see a way to actually give him the the fight on a, on, on the scorecards, just because he just wasn't throwing enough. Uh, yeah. Tiafimo. Man, that was a very disappointing performance. Uh, he he just he followed Sandor around all night. He was going for the knockout all night, and just with with no thought to to setting it up, with no thought to winning rounds, with no thought to you know maybe working his body and, and tiring him out for later. You know, just nothing. Just hey, I'm coming after you, and then once I catch you, I'm gonna put you away. Oh wait, I didn't do it that time. I'm gonna catch you again. I'm gonna put you away. And yeah. it just never happened. And, you know, after the fight, Tiafimo was his same uh, arrogant self, or you know, confident self, uh, saying, yeah, he won all the rounds, right? He won that fight easily. How could you not see that? Um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a, a, a pretty poor performance and, and I think a concerning performance for, for Tiafimo uh, and his future at, at that weight. Yeah, so this this appears, and again, I wasn't there. I didn't get to see the fight, but just listening to what you guys are saying, you know, following up on social media, this is the second fight, right, we're seeing, and at this at this this weight. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think that his power isn't trans, it's, it's not translating to this weight? Um, because, you know, he, he appeared to have, at 135, had some knockout power, but it did seem I did see the last fight before this one, and he was trying to. If it felt like he was trying to put that guy away too, and because and he was hitting him with everything he had, but it didn't seem to work. And that was some of the talk during that fight. Like, okay, will this shake his confidence? Because shots that he's hitting this guy with may have put somebody away at one thirty-five, at one forty, doesn't appear to be doing that. So. Do you think it's not translate? It's not translating to this weight. Do you think his confidence is shaking that he can't put these guys away like that? Did he look like he wasn't prepared for this fight? Yeah. So, so Pedro Campa is the last person he fought. He knocked him out, right? Um, but, but his problem. It, it, this this goes back to when he fought. Who was, who was it that he fought? Was it Nakatani that he fought? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know he was complaining about like fighting taller fighters. He had he struggles with fighters that have a longer reach advantage, right? 
he struggled in fighters that know how to use their jab and keep him off. Like he, it just doesn't seem like he has, um, yeah, it was Nakatani. It was Nakatani that he fought. Um, you know, it, it just seems like, um, you know, he hasn't really learned much from that. He talked about not fighting any more taller fighters. So he, he doesn't have that problem. And Santa Martin just used his reach advantage to keep him away. And there was, there was no, nothing else, you know, um, there's no other other uh nothing else in his arsenal that he could use to to get at sander martin right and i'm sorry man like i just don't think teal female's father who's his trainer is ideal for him i've, I've listened to him um talk in a corner in some of these fights and it just it doesn't sound like good advice i'm no expert or anything like that but you know it just doesn't sound like sound advice we were there live so we couldn't hear what he was saying but I just don't think he's doing a good job, and and you know Teofimo was just go, just sticking with him, and I think that's what's slowing him down. People are saying Teofimo's washed. I don't think Teofimo's washed. I I don't think I don't think that Cambosa's loss uh, washed him. I think I think he's reached his limit with his father, and he needs to find better a better trainer. Will he do that? I don't I don't know. You know, like you have you know your father as your trainer. That's hard. It's hard to just say, hey, break off of him, right? Yeah, but. Yeah, I think that is hurting him at this point. You're fighting better fighters. Yes, those fighters at that weight class can take your punch a little bit more. He still has knockout power, but you're just fighting skilled guys, man. You know, and when they see a weakness, when your weakness gets exposed, everybody's going to exploit that and unless you can show them something differently. And, and he hasn't been able to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's going to be a tough road ahead for Tiafimo. If, like I said, he stays with his father and stays at 140, it's going to be, I think it, it it might be, it might get ugly for him there. Uh, I think he, but, you know, he, he might be the kind of guy where he does need to take a loss or two before he says, you know, I, I do have to get away from, from my father and find a new trainer and, and switch things up. And so, you know, that, that might be, you know, in the long term what's best for him. Uh, but right now, I just, I really don't think it's working. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it seemed. I mean, obviously we've seen it. I mean, how bad the advice was when he fought Cambosis and he's telling them he's winning and he's winning and he's winning. And we all, everybody that could see <laughs> watching that fight saw that he, that wasn't the case. Um, and I mean, it's been talk of their relationship being strained here and there in other ways. And then him having issues, um, you know, within his family and things like that. Right. Um, and you know, sometimes it, it you have situations where it is good to stay together, but then in some cases it's, it, it's not right. And for his career, you know, if he's going to be, if he's going to live up to, you know, the, the potential that he has, cause he has over potential. It may, it, it may be time to step away. It's hard to do it. Right. But. Um, we said the same thing for, you know, Berlanga, right? Berlanga had seemed like 18 people in his corner, right? Yeah. One of them being his dad. So he has three people yelling at him at one time. Like, I get it. You know, you stay close to, and these are the people that brought you up in the game. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's probably, it's probably time for him to yeah. move away from his dad. You can keep your dad around, keep your dad in your camp, Right. But as far as the the guy you're listening to in the corner, that may need to change. Yeah, and shout out to our guy Suge Knight three two three for the donation. It says, "Is that 
is that the goat <laughs> what's up my homies how are we doing tonight appreciate you all appreciate you sugar and i see sure? a comment in here too says two streams he meant two streams two streams in one day yeah we streamed on the other channel lunch break hot take uh he said that's what i'm talking about hey hey stay tuned all right stay tuned we got we got i mean it's getting late uh, i don't know i don't make no promises but we got some other stuff to do but uh listen man yeah we got ferris in here as well did lopez win yes he did he won by split decision over martin yeah yeah ferris says i have he says i have a rule keep family family and that's all because it's always it always goes sour um keep family family okay yeah keep family family yeah don't 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 mix them with business um it's tough in this business, man. It's tough in boxing to to do that because listen, some of these guys know what they're doing, right? How can you tell um, the Mayweather's, right? Hey, you know, uh, break away from your family, right? Uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather Senior and Roger Mayweather. I mean, they're the they're, that's it, right? Like they're they're it. Like they you know they brought up Floyd from the time he was a kid. They made him a great fighter, right? trained them in, in, to becoming a, a great fighter um and other fighters have come up under them under them too right uh, oscar de la hoya was trained by floyd mayweather senior for a little bit so i mean he's an excellent trainer um i thought sean porter's dad did a a, a good job with them up until his last fight right up you until know. the end right yeah, right up <laughs> to the end you know um i think bill haney's doing a good job with Devin haney you know mm-hmm. i don't like what he's doing outside the ring but i think in terms of train him as a fighter and bring in other fighters or other trainers to work with him as well. I think that's key. Um, but I think he, I think he's done an excellent job. So some of these fathers, um, look, they can handle it. Right. But you know, some of them can't, <laughs> that's, and that's, and, and that's where it gets a little weird. Uh, Tito Trinidad had his father, I believe trained them as well, mm-hmm. you know, and he has a hall of fame career as well. So, I mean, in this business, you see that it's, it's not un- uncommon, but when it goes bad, it's bad. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah. even to the even to the Floyd situation. I mean, you know, it was family, right? But you know, he had to step away from Floyd Senior for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And then he went solely to Roger, and then he went he worked with Roger for a while, and then he realized, okay, maybe this isn't, you know, maybe I need to get back. He kind of got away from the defensive side of of it and went back to his dad right to finish out his career so um you know knowing when you need a change is 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 the key for a yeah. fighter right yeah. and um trying to keep it i mean you know egos get involved so it may be hard right and and, and maybe they can't handle that but for your career right as the dad you know you that's key when you can realize i gotta you know what? Maybe you're not hearing me. I'm not getting the best out of you. So maybe we need to go somewhere else. And that's, like you said, the key to what Bill Haney does. Talks a little bit too much outside of the ring, right? But he does bring in guys to yeah. work with. So tough decision, yeah. man. But it's, it's it's probably time for for that change for, for Tio. Yeah, yeah. So, um did he say that the TFM's dad said the N word during the boxing uh broadcast? I didn't hear it. Um shoot, I'm gonna be surprised, man. He's a New Yorker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't hear it though. I mean, if you're talking about the fight, we I mean we didn't hear the broadcast, we were there. Yeah. 
Um, so okay, that was that card. Um, you know, overall, very entertaining card. Glad we went to it. Um, now that at the same time, at the same time, okay, the the big card, if you will, the card, okay, over there on BLK Prime, baby. Right? Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't have that queued up. I'm sorry. I, I failed you guys. <laughs> Black Prime, baby. We in the building. We in the building. Yes, Black Prime, baby. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, Bud Crawford, Terrence Bud Crawford versus David Avanesian. Okay, the 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 much talked about uh, fight, the much anticipated fight. Okay, not really. I'm being very sarcastic, mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was talked about somewhat, not in the way that they wanted it to to be talked about, but it was talked about. And um, look, from what I heard, okay, from what some people were saying, um, production wise, it was solid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we had our, our uh, doubts about even that part of it, but production wise, it was solid. Uh, you know, the matches weren't weren't great, but you know, it, you know, it was a it was a boxing event. Look, most of these most of these fights don't have great undercards. Let's just be real about it, right? What what Top Rank did. On that card, you don't see that much. We got lucky just because they're all top ranked fighters and they're they're still up and coming, but you don't usually get cards like that. All right. So the undercard being a snoozer, that's not that big deal within itself. But you know, listen, the main event's a snoozer too, even though it ended in a knockout, because that's not what anybody wanted to see. But there was there was enough to go on for us to keep talk about it today, right? Uh the main thing being that Bud Crawford's uh gloves both burst it open okay and the boxing commission said nah it's cool you go ahead all right and it ended in the knockout and david avanesian has filed a grievance you know to get that win taken away and there's some talk i mean look we're not really a gossip show but look it's out there that maybe not everybody from the event has been uh paid yet so you know there's that part of it Yes, <laughs> but I, thought they, I thought it did better than expectations. Well, yes, I, I'm sorry. Than they, than they, than they were even hoping. I forgot to add that part. Um, they said that the event did better than expected. They said it was a sold out crowd. Now, look, I've heard rumors about that part too. That a lot of tickets were given away. Look, I don't know. I if you say, hey, we sold every every last ticket, I will believe that it's in his home crowd. I think, yeah, I, I won't I won't be surprised by that. Right. Okay, so and, I, and that's, yeah, that's fine. But yeah. that's that's the danger of the the phrase "better than expected" because that could be true, because you could have been expecting a thousand a thousand buys, and then mm-hmm. you got two thousand and you did better than expected. You could have been expecting fifteen thousand buys and then you got seventeen and a half. You did better than expected, but you know it can also be true that you did better than expected and you don't have the money to pay the fighters because you didn't sell enough. Right now, now okay, so so. Before we really dive into this, like, because listen, the 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 Bud fans out there, Bud Crawford fans, we are not pro Bud, pro Arrow. Well, actually, we like both fighters for being real, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, this isn't this isn't one this isn't one of those those channels where we're just bashing one side or the other. Okay, we're just calling everything like we see it. Now we're going to talk more about you know outside of the ring because for being honest i mean he dominated david avanesian is it went exactly as expected i would have 
I would have uh, called, you know, if I was a betting man, I would have said knockout around sixth round, right? Like he, everything went according to plan. It look knockouts are always exciting to see, so it's entertaining. But there's nothing there to really talk about. Like, like that's what that's what's supposed to happen with the inferior uh, uh, comp- competition, like David Avenesian. So there's not much more to discuss there. He was never in any kind of trouble or anything like that. But everything leading up to the fight and leading and, and everything after the fight is what's the news here for Bud Crawford because this should have been a fight between him and Errol Spence. He decided to go this route um, seemingly for, for more money or, or, or an extra paycheck, which I don't have a problem with it within itself. But there are questions. One, did you get paid what you were saying you're going to get paid? Right. Two, did did it do numbers or enough numbers for you to go get another payday? Because some of the things that they're saying here, you know, are it only sold 15,000, right? 15,000 pay-per-view buys. And if that's the case, you that's your last big paycheck. In my opinion, like where, who's going to who's going to give you a huge huge uh, pay per view split? Errol Spence ain't going to give it to you, right? Like like who like what other fight are you, you going to get in there and they're, they're going to say okay 50-50 split or sixty forty split, right? They're going to be like yo you don't sell, mm-hmm. you know. And I I don't know if it's fifteen thousand buys, but I know it wasn't a lot because if it was a lot, they would give you the numbers. That's how it works, right? If it was if it was a hundred thousand or hundred fifty thousand, they would put that out there, especially for a smaller operation. They'd be like, "Shoot, look at that. We can. We, we, I mean, this is almost right on par, right? And we're doing this independent. They would put that out there, but it wasn't enough for for them to put the number out. So they say it's better than expected. It was a success. That's a throwaway line. That means nothing. Yeah. So, Mikey, what you got? Nah, I mean. I also like I did hear, you know, there was some talk of Bud not getting all of his money yet. Um, but then I seen a tweet from Bud last night or this morning saying, Shout out to BLK Prime. I look forward to, you know, future endeavors, future situations. So um that's what you say when you try not to burn the bridge, but I ain't working with you. <laughs> so, right. So I mean, I, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um but I don't know, man. It, it, I wasn't thrilled, obviously, right? We know the fight that we wanted to see. You know, it was a tough it was also a, a tough uh, night, right? You know, you you were fighting on the same night same uh, night is the card you guys attended, uh, which was free. Well, you know, if you had ESPN, it was there. So I can imagine, you know, what the numbers are, you know, and, and like you said, if they were great, uh, we would see them. They would broadcast them and every they should broadcast. They, you know, if they were great. They, they should be putting them out there. Um, it's just the facts are, are just what they are. We don't, hate bud we like bud we like both fighters as you said um but he's just not he he's just not the draw he's not he's not a guy that's going to you know sell you a whole bunch of pay-per-views he's not a guy that's going to fill your arena outside of being home it's just it just is what it is him going for the bag 
can't be mad at him. But, you know, as you to your point, Jose, going for the bag at this point, does it hurt future bags unless you keep taking these type of fights? And, you know, at the same time, this might have been the best that BLK Prime has ever done, right? Let's just say, and then, you know, typically when you do something independent and you make a certain amount, you know, 15,000 15, buys independently is a little different than if you're one of the major mark, the, the major publications, right? We understand that. But even if that is the most that BLK Prime has done, you know, was it good enough to continue the relationship to do it again? You know what I'm saying? Like, will we have enough money to pay you again? You know? So, it's a lot of questions going forward. Um, I, I hope, like I, like we said before, I hope it worked out for Bud. I hope, I hope it was everything that they expected, or as they're saying, it was better than expected. Um, but it was a tough move, right? And he got his money, hopefully. But going forward, you that's that can hurt him in negotiations you know what i mean going in to a fight with arrow or somebody like that and you want 50 50 split or something like that and if this guy we know arrow does solid pay-per-view wise that that's not what you're gonna get and i think that was the talk it's all kind of rounded in the form is making sense i think that was kind of the breakdown in the beginning like bro you don't get fit you, you don't deserve 50 50 with this guy because the right. numbers show otherwise so we'll see what happens going forward i'm still not i'm still not enthusiastic that it, it we'll see him and spence maybe maybe not but I, yeah I, not, I, I think that should be sale i i, I think that should yeah. be sale oh you're gonna say something b oh no i was just saying i think that's uh gonna be a similar issue in getting a devin haney and javante davis fight where devin haney just believes that he should be you know the the top guy and he just isn't you know, that's not what the reality is. Uh, you know, I, I think that that gets in the way of a lot of fights, right? You know, people having delusions of grandeur about their popularity and, and how much they can sell. Uh, in terms of Bud, you know, he, he apparently hasn't made, you know, uh, a ton of money, uh, you know, in, in boxing in terms of like, you know, not close to like Oscar or Floyd or, or, or guys like that. And was just kind of tired of it and said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go get the payday. And, you know, he probably would have made more. I would say, you know, going and, and going through with the Errol Spence fight, but he got this money for knocking out a guy that was probably easy work for him. Right. And, you know, it's hard to, to tell. You can't really get inside his head and, and see how much he actually cares about having an Errol Spence fight. Right. You know, I, I'm sure to him, his legacy is set. He's one of the greatest ever. He's pound for pound best in, in the world and has been for however many years. Right. He I, I don't he, I doubt he thinks he needs an Errol Spence fight to cement that or prove that. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure it's the same for Errol Spence. You know, he probably doesn't feel like he needs a Bud Crawford fight. He can go do other things. You know, he outdraws Bud right now. He's more popular than Bud. Uh, he's got a better resume and, and there's other fights out there for him. So, you know, he went and got his money, and yeah, I mean, probably going to be difficult to to make that fight happen at this point. So, so here's how I see it. I I think that's true for one of them. I think that is true for Errol Spence. I think Errol Spence looks at it and says, "Okay, yes, this is somebody that'd be good to have my resume uh, to beat, 
but there are other fights out there for me. I don't need him, right? Because Errol Spence, all he's doing, like, you know, that's his thing. No tune-ups. I'm not taking any tune-ups, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to go and fight the best out there. And if you're not going to be available, I'll go fight the next best person. If I got to move, I'll go fight the next person at the next weight class, whatever. He's looking for the best out there. So in his mind, look, we're going to fight. We're not going to fight, but I'm not going to waste time with you. Bud Crawford, the reason why we, we spent so much time talking about Bud Crawford is because Bud Crawford is the one that, that, that uh, you know, broke, broke off, broke the talks off, right? And decided to go another route. And he's all he's doing is explaining away his decision. If he had been quiet this whole time and said, look, I'm just focused on this fight, man. You know, it's going to be a good show. You know, the, if the, if the Spence fight happened, you know, it is what it is. You know, great. I would I would say okay, Bud doesn't you know, he he doesn't care either. He thinks he he's done enough, but I think Bud does understand that he hasn't done enough. I think he understands that there are questions about him, and of course you know the D word that no fighter wants to hear, duck, right? He's getting those, and instead of ignoring people saying that, you know he's responding to it. I think he does feel a certain way about it, which is why he's he's doing his best, going on IG live and doing his interviews to explain that I didn't duck. Right. I wanted that fight to happen. You didn't want the fight to happen. You wanted this other fight to happen. You were doing that deal with them alongside with with uh, Errol Spence. And maybe it was one of those things where you thought, hey, I can use this as leverage to show them, hey, I got other offers and uh, I don't have to take this fight. But I think uh, it didn't go well. You know, it, it didn't play to your favor. And now what we're seeing is, man, Bud might still want to get that Spence fight. But Spence does have other options. And when you give, go back to the table with them, they're going to say, look, man, yeah, we like to do this fight, but we can't offer you what, you what we offered you before. We're looking at these numbers. You don't carry a fight. You know, you're muted, B. I think, it, you know, both things can be true, right? Like you can say, hey, he doesn't believe that he needs that fight. But also nobody likes to have people going at him on sure. Twitter and, and IG all the time. And man, people were going at, but he, he had a dude tell him that, that, that he, I mean, basically he would beat him down, called him little bro. You're hey, look, a world-class that, fighter. You ain't trying to. <laughs> that was, I, I think that guy was clearly joking, right? <laughs> he said he would never lose to a guy named Terrence or a guy named Bob or something like that. Like, <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. And, um, Sugar wants to know who gets paid first, uh, Lamar, LBHT by YouTube, or Bud Crawford. Low blow there, uh, Suge. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, YouTube does owe us money. Uh, they're, they're being funny with it. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can get that resolved. But uh, we're not worried about it because we know you guys support us. And how do you support us? There are two ways you can support us right now if you're looking for a super chat. One is right in that corner below mikey dollar sign lbht show that is a cash app okay also the pin link that you see in the comment that that will take you to our stream elements page both ways all you gotta do is leave your donation leave a comment and you get a nice little animation right over here next to my face okay um also right above us patreon.com slash lbht show if you are if you are new here lbht stands for lunch break hot take that is our our main sports page our, our sports channel 
So um, everything that, you know, we got different tiers for Ring Kings and Lunch Break Hot Take. So uh, everything that you you uh, donate and support goes back into the show. All right. So we don't need you to, but we still want our money. We, we still want our money. Um, Where's Arrow so fight next? Uh, the, I mean, the talk is Keith Thurman. The, yeah. the talk is Keith Thurman. That, that, I think that's in the works right now. Um, I think he might be the mandatory, but I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent certain on that, but I, I do believe it is Keith Thurman. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's a lot of of potential fights for Errol, even if he doesn't want, you know, because he's he's said repeatedly and loudly that he is not going to fight Keith Thurman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he could move up to 154 and look at it, look for a fight with Jamel Charlo or or somebody else at that weight. Like, he's got a lot of options. There's there's other guys at 154, uh, Boots Ennis. Uh, Ortiz, you know, there's just other fights out there for him because he's a bigger draw and he can make those fights work. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Shug for the, for the donation. Says we'll always support my brothers. Appreciate you, Shug. Thank you. Thank you, you Shug. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I mean, listen, like this, like this is this is going to be the talk for a while. Um. Again, if you're Team Bud, it, you know. Uh, you're down right now, dog. Like you're you're you're, you're hurting. You know, you you you're down you're down on the scoreboard because um, there's just not much you can say. You, I mean, you can make up these excuses. I've heard I've heard a lot. I've I've heard a lot of reasons why actually it was Errol who didn't set this fight up, or he could have set it up before whatever. Look, the fact is, Buzz the one that walked away from this, <clears throat> right? And and um, if he didn't get his money, that's gonna. <laughs> If he didn't get ten million dollars, everybody gonna be looking at him like, "Yo, did you take a fight, a lesser fight for less money?" Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's gonna be the head scratcher, and 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 then what are you gonna say? Right? Um, We're in the building, and 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 regardless of the money, you fought a lesser opponent, and Errol's next opponent is not gonna be a lesser caliber than David Avenizen, right? If he fights Keith Thurman. That's a big time opponent, you know. If he goes out there and beats down Keith Thurman, people are gonna be looking at Bud like, "What are you doing? What's what's your next move?" So whether it's Bud, I mean, whether it's it's, it's Errol, um, or somebody else, Bud better be he, his next move better be the right move. Mm-hmm. And judging by just listening to Bud, it's not gonna be the right move. Yeah. Uh, Paris, you think he's gonna fight Charlo? They are stable mates. Would you fight your homies when you can fight someone else and make more money? I mean, look, you talking about Arrow? Yeah, like they they are professional fighters. Yeah, I mean, now they may not want to fight each other, and that's fine. Maybe they, maybe they don't ever. But it ain't like you fighting a co-anchor. This is what they do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a business. Like he he was friends with Sean Porter. They were good yeah. friends. Yeah, they got in there and fought. There's and I'm fight. sure they're I'm sure they're friends now. Yeah. But that is what they do. Hey, Bud and Sean and Porter were, were, are, are friends. I mean, uh, they went fishing yeah. after that fight. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's 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 a business to them, man. They quiet as kept. Look, man, Bud and, and Errol Spence don't they don't hate each other, right? No. Like it's it's they have banter. This banter has been going on for years, but there's videos of them in the same place hanging out, you know. Clearly, they can call each other. Bud said, "Yo, I called him and said, hey, I got this twenty-five million that you know he's got his number, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's not. They all okay with each other, right? Yeah. For, for the most part. So, 
Um, but as you said, it's a business. So look, let's get it on. Let's make it happen. And then it's any, it's just like any competitive sport. <laughs> they <don't finish> <laughs> They're friends. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like any competitive sport. Like, bro, I think I can beat you. I think I can beat you in, in shooting three pointer, shooting in a three point contest. I think I can beat you in a dunk contest or whatever. Yeah, we cool, you know, but I think I could beat your, you know what, in the ring. So let's do it, and let's make a lot of money while doing it. So yeah, let's, let's make it. a lot of money, test ourselves, you know, just yeah. give it our best go, we'll see how, and then and then and then we're friends. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure these two have fought a few times at their gym, right? And not some light sparring either, mm-hmm. right? I'm pretty sure they've had some sessions where they just gone at it, yeah. right? So. Them doing it in front of, of of you know hundreds of thousands of people doesn't change anything. You probably get the oh, lighter it makes version a of difference. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you not see it, man? Where he he had to make everybody leave, and then there was that <laughs> one kid who was looking at him through the window and went and told everybody, caused all kinds of problems. Yeah, yeah. All so sorts I, of issues. You know. So like, yeah, they're professionals. So um, yeah, the fight could happen. Also, I mean, Jamel might move up, right? I mean, he's unified. Right, undisputed champion. Um, maybe he fights one more person and then moves up to you know moves up in in, in weight and drops those belts and lets lets Charlo or or lets Arrow um, eat at that at that weight class. Was it one fifty four? So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But I know uh, I know Arrow's going to keep pushing himself to fight the best available. Right. So you got Keith Thurman. You got Sten- Stenosis Staniosis. I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name. Um and and look, you got Boots Ennis who who's out there. So that might be another person he decides, okay, he's 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 been clamoring for a fight. I'll give it to him, <clears throat> put him on my resume as well. But you will see Errol take on some of these uh some of these opponents. The question is, what is Bud gonna do? Yeah. That's the question because we're looking at resumes right now. Um look, both of them could 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 use a little bit more on the resume, but it, clearly Errol's got the better resume, right? Um, Bud's got to go out there and start. He's, he's got to start pushing it. They, they they can't be any more David Avenesians on on his resume at this point. Mm-hmm. He's an older fighter from here on out. It's got to be names that that people are talking and, about. And it, and it's so funny to me because you know people will will bash guys like Canelo and and they'll and they'll defend guys like Bud Crawford to to no end, right? But Canelo got to a point in his career and he said all champions. That's all I'm fighting. You know, I'm fighting for belts. I'm moving up. I'm fighting for legacy. Bud Crawford, you know, it, it will lay back and be like, I'm fighting David Avenesian to get a bag. And y'all, uh, it's all black people who are mad at me. Where they do that at? Okay. But, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And 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 when you, when people be like, oh, but Caleb Plant wasn't a great champion. Okay, but he but he was the champion, right? First of all, first of all, I, th- I think Caleb Plant is highly slept on, man. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like the, the, I think the he's hate, really good. hate the Canelo against for for moving up and fighting nothing but champions and, and, and trying to build his legacy versus people who just stand Bud Crawford because yeah. I don't know why. Um. Okay. So, uh, Mike, Mike, you, did you have some 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 thoughts on on that? No, nah, man. I mean, I think you. you know, I touched on it. On it, 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 it is time he has to make a move. Um. You know, I think Spence has shown. I, I, I always talk about it, right? Spence flipped his car 
<laughs> it came back and jumped in the ring with it. You know what I mean? He, he don't race against time, man. He's also Final Destination. <laughs> yeah. He, did, he mean, just had another accident. Yeah, it, it wasn't, he wasn't yeah. even driving. He got into a car accident. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he said and, no tune-ups. Yeah, get these fights yeah. done. Yeah. And I and I respect that. I respect that so much about him. Like, you know, he, he ain't got time for that. He, he his his you know his daggone eye soccer was hanging out. He came back and fought Ugas. He was for a championship. Like, it's it's just he he ready, he want to smoke right. Yeah. But I, and I think I think Bud. You know, I think ultimately Bud wants it too, but Bud has to find a good team or advisors or something to get him in the ring with some of these people. Uh, it's it's too many fights out there that can happen that can be in between him and him and Spence meeting. It's just so much that can happen, and he needs to start moving in that direction. It looked like it when he when he took on Porter, even though you know Porter has been that guy that's kind of been that you know. Good, good fighter, right? But like, kind of that bridge guy in between some of these good guys. Like, he gave them good, good bump. Yeah. But you know, it looked like he was headed that way. Um. But you know, this dropping back to fight David Avenesian, it, it just, it just wasn't it. So it's time. He got to do something. But there's too many people out here for him not to be fighting. Uh, some of these top names. Yeah, he got into another accident. Well, he, he didn't technically. He got, he fifteen year old. Got a light, you know. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen year old stole uh, a family member's car and ran into him and totaled it. And guess who was in the car? Guess who was car that this fifteen year old happened to hit? Of all people, Errol Spence. <laughs> yeah, while he was on IG Live. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I I, I do want to say this because you mentioned on you know something that. Crawford's camp was saying, and I and I heard um, uh, Blue Blood uh, TV, Blue Blood Boxing, um, say something about that. You know, saying that it's always it's, it's black people that are criticizing this. Listen, um, the whole hey, support black business. Um, you know, it's, it's black people that are keeping each other down. First and foremost, man, BLK Prime, like like companies like that. Uh, you're not going to get you're not going to get me. By, by saying, oh, support black business, right? Who is it owned by? You don't even know who it's owned by, right? Uh, I, I've heard it's owned by white folks, right? You, you know, like people like that, it's, it's, I forget the name of it, something media owns it. Who are they? Who's the owner of it? Like, who is the head of BLK Prime before you say support black business, okay? Be transparent. Don't try to sit there and say, oh, it's black business. You got it's black owned. You got to support it. Um, I see Polly Malinaji. On, on your broadcast, right? Um, is he a supporter of black business? <laughs> I think not. He said he said uh, a couple of racist things uh, 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 recently, right? But you got him on your broadcast. Uh, why would I want to support that if you're all about uh, uh, black people supporting your stuff, right? Um, and also, you know, him, Bud, Buzz trainer, everybody else that's talking about Buzz supporters, this is important, man. All that, hey, well, you know, y'all just hating, y'all just hating, that's not going to sell tickets. That's not going to sell pay-per-view buys, right? We try to look at things from a from a casual fan point of view, right? We don't pro- proclaim to be experts on this. We know a little bit more than a casual fan, yes, but look at it from a casual fan's point of view. You can call us casuals, but casuals are what sell. You know they, they're the ones that are buying these 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 pay-per-view uh events so so listen sit, just sitting there saying 
oh, if you don't get if you don't buy this, you're just hating or, you know, you don't understand and y'all don't get the business of boxing. I don't have to get the business of boxing. Right. It's your job to sell me on the fight. That's what. And if and if, if you don't understand that, then you don't understand the business of boxing. This is a business. So that whole y'all don't understand. Y'all understand. That tells me that you don't truly understand. You have to promote it. So it'd be in your best interest to stop talking about that and start talking about your product. So that's a little lesson moving forward. Sell your fight. Right. Yeah. It, it, and that goes with any business, man. Like we talk, we used to talk on old man gamers all the time about like uh, Madden. Right. And Madden come out every year. Madden would have a lot of the same problems that it had last year. And and just for fun, they, they would sprinkle in some new ones. Right. And, then you would have the lead developer from Madden come out and tell you how difficult it is to make games. Don't care. Don't care at Man, all. Because you, you know what? Because making games ain't my job. No. Making making games is what I do for or playing games is what I do for fun. And your game sucks. Right. And it ain't for and it ain't for free. Right. And that's and that's the other thing. Like if you want me to listen to you talk to me about how difficult your job is and how hard it is to make a game like that, then don't sell me that game for sixty or seventy dollars. You know you did a bad job because it's very hard. Okay, I I will listen to that. I'm 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 very very sympathetic to that kind of stuff, right? You selling me that game for thirty, right? Yeah. Like because that that's, that's a two way street. Compassion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'll right. have all the compassion in the world for you, and I'll, I'll give you a pass on any number of bugs if you're giving me a pass on on how much we're paying. Yeah, yeah. If we can if we can haggle for price, then that's something different. You see what Sugar said here. <laughs> Old man gamers is back. <laughs> Where are the mods? <laughs> All right, look, we did look. We, we promised to talk more about Frank Martin. That's that's the third uh, fight that happened last night. Um, look, he dominated. Okay, Michelle Rivera. Uh, this was supposed to be a pretty even matchup. Although, I mean, I I think most people pick Frank Martin to win this uh we thought it'd be a little bit more competitive uh mikey i was at your house at you know having having a holiday party right and we put it on tv and um he dominated him i can't remember which round was it that he knocked him down in but i mean it was the seventh seventh round he put him on his ass and i mean it just it wasn't a close fight it it wasn't a close fight uh michelle Rivera was going through all the emotions of somebody who could turn who could be somebody he's trying to get the muhammad ali look going uh our friend Dao said that he looked like uh the will smith muhammad <laughs> ali <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said he looks and fights like the will smith version of muhammad <laughs> ali <laughs> so <laughs> frank martin looks very good and it's another mm. opponent at, at 135 um you know that 13135 135 uh area that is very uh very uh dangerous up and coming mm-hmm. and um we gotta see what's next for him i mean if there's there's a lot of young guys there and who's he fighting next <laughs> who know i mean we spoke we talked about Keyshawn. um Keyshawn davis maybe uh maybe roley you know maybe um, now I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Roley's name came up for Frank Martin um with Arrow. I think Arrow was doing an interview and I think they he kind of mentioned that. So maybe that 
maybe they they move to that. Maybe they go that route. I mean, hey, like you said, he dominated, man. And and um, Frank Martin is one of those, as you said earlier, B. He's an older guy, an older prospect at you know at twenty seven or so, and um, but he's still not. He's not known, right? He's not. He's not a household name yet. Um, but he's somebody that you should be looking out for. He's quiet. Like, I, I mean, his demeanor, he just go, <laughs> I, he kind of, you know, he, he's under the same camp as Arrow, and it's kind of, he kind of reminds me of Arrow with his demeanor. Like, it's that quiet, I'm in here to handle my business. I'm not here to talk a whole bunch of smack. Like, yeah, whoever you put in here, let's let's get it on. But, um, yeah, watch out for Frank Martin. I, I thought this would be more of a, a more of a competitive fight than it ended up being. Um, and he, like I told Jose yesterday, when I first saw the kid Riviera, like I thought that that was actually Nico before yeah. actually seeing Nico, because he, I'm like, yo, he got Ali on his trunks. Mm-hmm. He got the haircut. He got everything. So I thought that that was his actual grandson, but, um, yeah. but I mean, the fights that I've seen him fight, he he was solid, man. The kid was solid, so I'm like, yeah, he was okay. He's 24 now. He's, yeah. he's only 24 years old, young uh, kid. He yeah. was a, he's an up and coming guy too. Yeah. So I yeah, I was thinking I was I was thinking you know he would give Frank a little bit of a little bit of run, but um obviously he didn't. So I think Frank is another guy. Sky's the limit. Yeah, I, and I think a, a Romero fight would be great for him because you know Romero's a guy who. I mean, listen. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give him points for intelligence. But my man, like when he starts talking, you can't really look away. Yeah, he knows how to sell a fight. I mean, for what it's worth, Roley know how to sell. He will sell that fight. Yes, yes, and it'll be like even if you remember the whole run up to him and, and Tank's fight, he would go on a rant, and Tank would just be sitting there like, "What did you say? Like, what are you even talking about?" And that's how I felt too. But you can't, you can't not listen to him. Right? Yeah. He he's um, mastered yeah. he's mastered the ability to have the casual fan believe in like you know what I heard of this kid Tank or I heard of this kid Frank Martin, but the way this guy talks, like maybe he can beat him. I mean, it was a lot of people going into that fight that thought Roley had a chance, yeah. you know, and is so. That's good when you when you want to sell tickets, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a good fight. I would I wouldn't mind seeing that. Roly <laughs> Roly is a professional trash talker, man. Like yeah. he, ne- he he there is no off switch with him, man. He always talking about how he can whoop anybody. Mm-hmm. Um I think, you know, now that Tank, we even talk about Tank has left uh, uh Mayweather promotions. He's on his own. Uh, congrats to congrats to Tank. Uh, Calvin Ford and all that, that whole camp, you know, uh, GTD, right? Uh, that, that's that's their promotion. So, um, I, you know, I think it's going to do well. But for Floyd, you know, I, I, Roley is still with Floyd uh, with, with Mayweather Promotions. So that's the next guy I think they need to focus on hyping him up, right? He 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 does well, you know. He, he does his best to sell a fight. He he does. He talks a lot of trash. He's been out here trolling. You need to put him in there with somebody that uh, he can handle, right? Uh, put it, do do the Ryan Garcia route, where hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna take on some easy opponents, knock them out, and just talk a lot of trash. Get my IG numbers up, you know. Get a little following, you know. 
and then try to have them go out there and fight some some stiffer competition, you know. Um, and it, look, he he might be he might be that good, you know. Losing the tank doesn't really. I mean, everybody loses the tank, you know. Well, yeah, I think you you want to feed him a couple of guys he can knock out uh, you know, over his next couple fights. Yeah, uh, so, you know, just so he can get some some highlight knockouts on his resume. But I think that Roley is going to be. He's like the uh, he's like Adrian Broner. It's not going to matter if he wins or loses. Whoa, what is this? Who sucks? We suck, Hendo. No, he because he's Suge is asking why is he not a mod? Oh, because you suck. <laughs> oh, I, I assume that's what it is. I know you ain't talking to us. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think ultimately it's not going to matter for for Roly whether he wins or loses fights. People are going to tune in to see him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Another one, though, quickly that I seen, you know, get thrown out there. There was some, you know, back and forth kind of couple tweets to Shakur Stevenson about Frank Martin. And the one thing, too, that I love about Shakur is everybody that they tweet at him, he's like, yo, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't say, nah, I'm above him. He says, yo, okay, I, if he's serious, let's, let me send the contract over. So, they he he responded to the to the tweet saying, "Look, I have respect for Frank Martin, but you know he can't see me, and I'd fight him." So that's another name that we've you know. I don't think Frank is there yet, but I think it would be a good fight. I think it would be a solid fight, you know. Um, so I guess that that's the next push for Frank. You, you looking at that in between? Obviously, somebody like Shakur Shakur being at the top. You looking at like a Roly, maybe a Pitbull Cruise, maybe somebody on that of that level. Um, and we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. There's so there's so many fighters at that weight division, man. There's yeah. so many fighters. They're they're if if they're managed well, and I think most of them will be, there'll be some exciting fights for for years to come. So all right. Look, yes, Suge has the power now. I gave him a wrench. I also gave you a wrench to uh, Hendo. All right. The LBHT crew that was in here tonight. Did you, you, guys did you got give one to Paris? Because I don't want to Yes. You, right. you know I did. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you all have wrenches, okay? Everybody's got a wrench. All right. Um, all right. We finished in just over an hour. We covered uh, three main cards. All right. Uh, there's a lot more uh, in store. Tank versus versus Hector Garcia is is around the corner, and then Tank versus an Ryan Garcia. Incredible card on that on that fight too. Incredible yes. undercard. Yes. So we'll we'll be covering. Mm, we'll so be covering you, that. And there and there it is. What? There what? Where what is? Check out the chat. What? It seems you missed somebody on the mod train. I didn't miss it. I got I got D Weezy too. See, look, uh, look at that. Oh, he went to complain and found oh, out he got a wrench. At look <laughs> wow. at that. Oh, wow. look at that. D. Unbelievable. I said I got everybody that's in the crew tonight. That that's everybody in the crew that's in the chat tonight has a wrench. I think I missed Davon actually. Mm, cousin Davon. Cousin Davon. Hold on. Really, really lost a lot of self righteous steam there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Cousin Damon, I got you. Uh, the Lopez, oh uh, no, oh, that's from earlier, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, that's it, that's it. Look, we're going to be uh covering that 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 tank card, um, 
we'll see what we're doing that night. We we tried to we tried to get some tickets to that one. That <laughs> that was that was a little they more were, challenging. They were very unreasonable. <laughs> I, I will we'll just say they're more. It was a little bit more challenging to acquire those tickets. Okay. Yeah. Um, we might have to. We do have somebody that is going. We might have to equip him with a with 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 a camera or something. We, in fact, we might have to get him a shirt too. We, he has to go in and and, uh, and represent Ring Kings podcast for us that night. Yeah, our, our brother, our brother Rome. Rome's gonna have to. You know hey. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't gonna send Rome get some footage while he's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool dip, Paul. Uh, okay, I'm not sure what that uh, that means. You got bone. Bone. It's a wrench. Eh? Oh, maybe not. Never mind. Oh, it's a bone. Hey, yeah. okay. whatever. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, man. Uh, hit that subscribe button, bro. Hit that subscribe button real quick, okay? And if you just just came in here, watch watch the replay, okay? Uh, we we spoke. We touched on a few things there. Uh, covered a lot. So, um, yeah. All right. Any final words before we get up out of here? No. no. <laughs> yes. Listen, listen. It's been a long day. Uh, we we still got some things we got to work on. So uh, that's that's why we, we're giving you this live stream because, look, man, hashtag one take. All right, one we're take. not going. We <laughs> one take. We're not we're not going back and editing anything. Okay. Um, she said, "Who wants to play Bones? I don't know. Play with 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 Cold Dip Paul." Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We we got more content coming out here soon. So um, stay tuned. I know we've been a little inconsistent with the with the weekly podcast, but you know we're trying to make sure we give you something every week or so. And you know, if we miss something, we're gonna give you something a little extra. All right. So just stay tuned. All right, B, are you ready? I'm ready. He is ready. We are getting up out of here. Um, we will not see you guys again before the before the holidays. Uh, at least Christmas, New Year's, you'll probably see something from us. But um, have a happy holidays and be safe out there. Enjoy your time with your loved ones. All right. And we will see you guys soon. Peace out. Things like you have-